take thou authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, I look upon all the world as my parish. Welcome to our latest episode of Field Preachers. I am here with a wonderful friend. I'm so excited that when I reached out, she's like, all right, I'll do a podcast with you. <laughs> um, the amazing Robbie Rocky. Uh, we go way, way back. Um, right? Holy moly. We, we do. 2010. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. 2010. Was, you were like the first hire, right? Or at the church. I think, was, I think it was the second. Oh, right after the children's Sabrina. ministry person was the first. Children, and then we had our communications director, who is now now you're like the executive pastor, right? At, at the yeah, at the church. Oh my goodness! But you were involved with church plants even before um, our experience together, planting the gathering, right? Tell me, just tell us, yes, all these amazing listeners, a little bit more about yourself and your story. Okay, well, um, I I'm very familiar with church plants. I. Uh, I worked for the, I now the executive director at the gathering at Scott Memorial. Um, but this is actually the third church plant I work for. So, um, outside of the United Methodist church, I worked for two other church plants before that. And I started working for church plants in 2001. So this was like before nine 11. So nine 11 happened at, during my first church plant. So, um, I started working there as a church administrator, um, this was kind of like pre-social media days. So there wasn't, I mean, you know, college kids were using Facebook, but it was brand new, but everything was print back then. So um, it was a small, uh, it started out small, but it was a, you know, church plant in a, in a um, cosmopolitan sort of very young hip part of uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, And, you know, we were doing mainly print media then. Um, so a lot of artists, like things like, you know, a lot of artists in the, in that attended the church. So we put their artwork on the covers of the bulletins, you know, bulletins, remember those? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, um, but it was, it was a really, it was a really fun and uh, really cool church that grew actually and expanded and planted another church. So then I worked for that church plant as well. Um, that church plant didn't have such a great <laughs> success rate. And ended up closing. Uh, it, it closed after I left, but you know, I moved over to the gathering and started working for the gathering in 2010. So, Yay. and um, we met via like meetup.com, right? A meetup.com. Yes, meet, meetup.com. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> how I went. So I started attending the gathering at the very beginning when it was, it was meeting in a gym of another church. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Rachel said, "Hey, you wanna, you wanna work for the church?" And I'm like, "Okay." So. I started working for the gathering back in 2010. So lots of, seen a lot of things happen with communications and church plants in the past 10 years. Uh, yeah. a lot well, of, so talk about that a little bit. Like how has your role as, cause you've always been like the main social media coordinator for the gathering, but how has that changed over the years from 2010 till now? Uh, it's, it's changed a lot. I mean, as technology has changed, obviously, you know, uh, back in 2010, I didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> I, you know, it was, you know, I, I think I had a flip phone or I was one of those something <laughs> back then. It was, um, it wasn't a smartphone, basically. So you can imagine how much things have changed in that time. But a lot has remained the same. I mean, um, back in the beginning um, of the gathering, you know, we had a website 
and we were using meetup.com. So that was kind of like social media. And our social media presence was basically an extension of your personal Facebook (laughs) account. (laughs) So, you know, after, which I would imagine is the case with a lot of church planners is that you just, it's since it's so relational organic, you start with the pastor's personal, personal Facebook account, and then you just kind of build from there. And you were really good at that. You were really good at developing relationships um, and using social media with, uh, back then it was a lot of, you know, younger, young, younger people, um, you know, who were using social media. Facebook was kind of like the thing back then. Um, but basically, I mean, the, the technology has changed. Things have moved a lot faster, but it's still basically a way to build community a way to introduce yourselves to people and to let them know what your church is about. So that is the same. Um, and obviously we're not just posting pictures of, Oh, look at Bennett and Izzy, like, you know, like <laughs> little kid things in hair, it gets bigger. So we've, you know, it's just, we're, we're still a small, considered a small to medium sized church, but we just do things on a larger scale. So instead of now we actually have a Facebook page for the church. It's not just the, pastor's personal Facebook account. Um, but we're still using it to continue to build church community, engage the larger community. So, you know, there's a lot of internal, external messaging that goes on there and then introducing ourselves to people, like letting them know what we're about. So that, that has stayed the same. It's just increased a lot as far as like content creation and that kind of thing. Well, and something I've always appreciated about you, Robbie, is how intentional you were that you realized from day one that social media was a really great tool, like you said, to get the word out about who we are, what we're about. So you're always pushing, you know, me and the other leaders in a very healthy, productive way. Like, what is our (laughs) mission? How do we say this in a more concise fashion? Look at our website. Our logo is horrible. I mean, how many logos have we had? How many websites have we had? Because you were always trying to update it to resonate with the community that we were trying to reach and to really help us refine our message and communicate that effectively. Um, Moving more to an image-based website. And, you know, we had the app and we would use the app for certain things. And, um, even, I mean, online tools like Sign Up Genius and, how, you know, how do you really engage people digitally? You were great with that. Um, and gosh, it was a couple of years ago, right, that we did the digital discipleship grant. And right. so even before COVID, we had accounts for reaching people using social media. So, right. Yeah. You were really good at developing, developing that. So, um, you know, we had the groundwork pre-COVID. We already, you know, I didn't know that. I, you know, I'm kind of like living in my own little universe and I didn't know about, um, just so that people from your, I guess, uh, the podcast know a little bit about the church that, um, the gathering at Scott Memorial, it's, we merged with a, uh, we were a church plant that met in a, um, a performing arts center in the center of town. And then we moved to a storefront. And then we moved to this old, crusty, <laughs> yet beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful old building. It's an old, beautiful United Methodist Church in kind of what I would consider like urban Virginia Beach. I mean, we don't really have a central urban area in, in kind of like LA in the sense, but it's like the kind of church that you can't, you know, you, you can't just UPS your, your, your stuff, your boxes to your church. You can't. Yeah. You know, boxes can't just sit at the doorstep. <laughs> you know, every time I go in there, there's, 
you know, who knows what on the doorstep of the church. Like yesterday, like last week, I found like a pile of underwear. There's, you know, people that shower in the prayer garden constantly. I mean, there's... Remember when uh, defecated in the bird bath? In the oh, defecated in the bird Yeah, like, yeah, that. There's like, yeah. you know, I was cleaning out the bushes and, you know, there was like a ton of cuffs and stuff, people living in the bushes. And I stepped in a pile of, of, of whatnot. So, yeah, it, that's kind of the church that it is. I mean, it's, it's very much in a... Um, We've got a lot of uh, brothers and sisters experiencing homelessness that surround our church because we've got a methadone clinic that stands right behind us. And we're, we're in we're right on the railroad track, so to speak, between like a lot of uh, affluent people and a lot of poverty. So it's interesting demographic. I just wanted to introduce that to you, how how social media fits in with our kind of church yeah, that's huge because the church is is really atypical. It's in this yeah, really it's not space of trying to hold people together. That you know, in worship, you could have like millionaires and people experiencing and homelessness yeah. side by side. Yeah, you could have the homeless dude and then the really super rich like attorney. <laughs> 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 and and so like we've got that, and most of the people who attend the church are. It's not like a parish model, so like people don't live uh, necessarily. Um, or walk to the church. A lot of people drive, which I'm imagining is like everywhere else. They drive to the church from cities, like, you know, cities all around. So um, in our area, you could come from Norfolk, Portsmouth, I mean, 20 minutes out from the church. So we're right, we're, we're located right near the oceanfront. And so we've got, we got people that come from, you know, 15, 20, 20 minutes away. So social media is important because, you know, People aren't at the building all the time. They're a lot not. of that community, a lot of the community is created, uh, not necessarily on the grounds of the church. The That's church true. is just kind of like the um, the base of missions. It's really not, you know, the base of operations. Remember the, the base of operations. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. That's which, what it is. Which I love, and that's why you know you were so great at finding these platforms because people didn't want to drive on a Sunday morning. They might drive into church, but in terms of discipleship or really engaging with one another, that's been happening online and virtually for years at the gathering. Yeah, yes. Even more so now that worship isn't happening physically in the building. You know, tell me about the difference that COVID has made in your social media strategy. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so coronavirus, like, went bonkers. Like I said before, um, we already had, a, we were already connected in social media. You did a really good job of, kind of, you know, letting our people know we're on Facebook. We're on, we were already on YouTube. We were already on Facebook. We were already doing digital discipleship on Crowdcast. Um, uh, we had did forays in the Zoom um, and Google, <laughs> Google chat and, you know, Google, um, uh, all those things. We were already in those platforms. We had a lot of, uh, we were already doing a weekly Facebook live sermon that you had been doing that for years. And Facebook groups, so we had you know um, our women and our and our uh, moms and you know our prayer prayer requests that those were already on Facebook. So it was really easy when when COVID hit to transfer right over to this digital community because we already had it. We just had to go Uber over the top um, and make it you know even more. Um, so I would say that. It, that was great. We already had it. People already were there connecting and we just had to turn it up like 10 notches. 
Um, I think what was most important, which we kind of had going on before COVID, but definitely came after COVID, was that we really honed in on our mission and vision. Um, since we are really in a, uh, a, a, like a really poor area of Virginia Beach, the Food Bank of Southeastern Virginia approached us and asked us if we would be a emergency food distribution point. So like this was like early on in COVID. So we're talking like March. We already had a, a, a food, um, a Fresh Food Wednesdays food distribution on Wednesdays. And the food bank asked us if we would be this emergency location. We, there was, we were the only ones in the city at that point. So because of that, we started giving out food right in March and have continued to do that all the way till now, every Wednesday. And so that became our, our like we were already talking vision and mission and kind of like revisiting that. And, but then it went bonkers when that happened and it drove our content creation on social media. So it wasn't like we had to try to come up with content or like, what can we say that'll bring people into community? It was obvious for us. So it was like, it was like a blessing. I mean, you know, it was obviously kind of like a blessing, the COVID situation, because it connected us to our community. So we started, you know, feeding people. Um, and now we're feeding easily over a thousand people every Wednesday that come in a drive through format and receive food. So, and you're giving um, it, them like a week's worth of food. It's not like here. Yeah. Yeah. So you get like shelf stable food and then you get meat, you get dairy, you get fresh produce. So it's like, it's like the full deal. Um, so people started coming and we wanted to let people know that we were there. I mean, the food bank had already posted it on all their posters. We were on their website. Um, but we had to do the work as well to make that known in our community that, Hey, we're here. So that's where we really got, we had to move into that territory of, um, where we might've been using our social media mainly to create community within our own uh, community, you know, our own church. Now it's like, no, we're going to share, post and like send everything that we send out to everyone, you know. So it was basically became this, um, you know, we would create, uh, all this content videos, pictures. We were fortunate enough to have a, um, you know, Tim, Tim, our <laughs> Tim, photographer he's a, yeah, he's a, a heart for missions, but he's also a professional photographer. And he was basically there and he took pictures. He's taken pictures at every and video at every one of our distributions. So because of that, we're able to create a lot of content and let the community know, hey, we're here Wednesdays, come here and find food. Um, so the best way to share that is to get everyone you know to share it and get their friends to share it and share it on your personal page. And everybody's sisters are sharing and every, everybody's, you know, worker, work, you know, coworkers are sharing it. Um, so that, like I said, the, the passion, um, drove the content creation. So it wasn't hard to come up with, with that content, but yeah, once coronavirus hit, um, we had to really, uh, dial in on our, our content and get all the staff on board. It used to be me that made a lot of the content, but now that we had access to these photos and videos, um, the whole staff became <laughs> everybody. I was like, everybody's learning how to make videos. <laughs> everybody's learning how to, uh, you know, upload things to the website. Everybody's learning how to upload things to YouTube. It's not just me anymore. I mean, obviously we have a content create, we have a social media content calendar. So we schedule out our content, but 
you know, we have everybody making that content. So now more than ever, everybody's used to now, if you're going into the church on distribution or you're doing um, like, uh, cause our two big areas are, you know, keeping our families connected. So our children's ministry director, you're, you have a camera all the time. You're taking out your phone and you're, t- you're posting pictures of everything you see. So it's basically because of COVID, the only real ways to engage at the church is, is just really the community that's happened behind, around the food distribution and our, our virtual community, because that's the only way you can really connect. Um, in the state of Virginia, we, I don't know what it's like in Tennessee, but our bishop has um, basically put the kibosh <laughs> or a lot of rules on reopening. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, she's now encouraging people to reopen, but it's still up to this point. We, there's a lot of churches that haven't been open. So it's been, it's been great in that fact, because as we have been, we've been using social media to find volunteers. Um, we've been, you know, using yeah. social media to. Okay. So tell me more about that. Cause when we spoke, that was fascinating to me because you're feeding like a thousand people every Wednesday. And so that requires a ton of volunteers, but you said the vast majority of the volunteers that they're not connected directly with the faith. Right, right. Exactly. So found and social media has helped you get the word out so that they show up to volunteer. Yeah, like how many totally. volunteers do you need and where are they coming from? So we have, um, it takes us about 75 volunteers to, to do this every week. It's, it's usually like a, it's like a three day process to get this food distribution going from, um, you know, we, we pick up food rescue from Amazon fresh and some other places like that. So it just takes a lot of people and we don't have all the people, a lot of the people that we have our, our, um, our military, which they've kind of put, you know, uh, a lot of people in the military can't volunteer because of the military's recommendations and a lot of, you know, people with small kids. So they're really limited as to where they can, or, and then really old people who can't, <laughs> you know, um, uh, are, are, shouldn't actually come out. So um, we really put the word out through social media and we've met like so many people. So I would say since the coronavirus, we've had more new people, a lot of millennials coming to the church that might not have ever, ever, ever come before. And they found us on social media from friends or, hey, I heard from such and such that you need help. So there's just all these new people that are coming out every week. It's, it's a it's like the core group of like maybe 10 of us from the church, but everyone else is like either from another United Methodist church somewhere or just some random dude that saw our post and wanted to come and help. And so every week we're meeting new people and making those connections. And, um, it's, and it's because of social media. So yeah, we've used our Facebook page to get the word out. And then we have a COVID response page on our website. So we really, as soon as COVID hit, we took down our, our current website, all our photos, all our everything. And we turned it basically into a COVID response website. So if you wanted to pray, if you wanted to donate, if you wanted to volunteer, you could, it was connected to our social media. So everybody could go straight to our COVID response website where we would have, you know, uh, you know, a place where you could pray, like a prayer wall. We would have a, um, uh, a, a sign up where you could sign up various ways that you could sign up either in a quarantine sense. Like if you want to pack boxes, you can come and pack boxes with your little family from this time to this time. So we, we gave a lot of, um, uh, um, opportunities for that. And of course people 
are out of work or they are they're looking for purpose and it's crazy. And so a lot of people are coming um, to volunteer awesome. to the church and um, they might not. And, and again, this was always, and you know, this was always my um, drum that I beat was that church is not worship on Sunday morning. It's not just about that. It's, it's about everything else that happens the other 190 hours a week. And so this is, this is a confirmation of that, that, um, we've got to look at church attendance beyond just Sunday morning. It's really now, um, you know, like I said, the volunteer opportunities, all the ways to engage the community. So, yeah, that's um, the lives that you're transforming, which I think is beautiful. And we saw that like in a small scale. You know, I remember back when I was there, we would have some random volunteers show up because we would house the homeless, you know, the week of Christmas. And so they'd show up because they wanted to be there and serve right. Christmas morning with us. But now... It's just exploding because of yeah, your it's and focus with social media. And that's such a huge blessing. I'm so proud of you guys. You're incredible <laughs> and you're doing incredible work, you and Pastor Stephanie and everybody else. Um, so what resources have you turned to over the years to figure out how to use social media effectively? Um, um, well, you probably know I've, I've introduced you to... Um, I'm just going to get a shout out to uh, Pro Church Tools and Brady Shearer. Um, I found I found him um, a couple years, I don't know, three or four years. He's a really great resource, uh, all free. Um, he does little ten minute segments, um, lots of it's a podcast um, and like you know video blogs on on how to to get your church turned around. He's a guy from Canada, so young dude, millennial, sort of um, reaching out to millennials. And he can give you all the tips and tricks that they've found successful. And it's not Uber. I don't know. It's, it doesn't have that, um, that uh, super show kind of thing going on that you see in a lot of church. It, it has an authenticity to it. So I really like that. Um, He's he, amazing. I, yeah, I just I've listen to his one on like TikTok videos, like how long they should be. Make sure your, your phone is vertical, not horizontal, which is like, you know, you got to think about how you're, what social media platform you're going to use to figure out even simple things like that. So yes, huge fan. So grateful you introduced me. Yeah, I really like him. So we use that. And then we were fortunate to have um, in our church, you know, um, Amanda. <laughs> um, she is a, a professional in social media and marketing. So I've turned to her a lot um, to see how to more effectively use social media, especially during coronavirus. Um, she basically was like, take it all down and redo it all. <laughs> and, you know, as, as a church, you know, when you're, when you're a church plant or I guess in any church, you just kind of, you want to set up your website. You want to set up, you're like, Oh, I'm cool. I'm done. I did that. But no, it's like you, you constantly got to be changing your content. I mean, you got to be consistent in your messaging, but you got to keep creating content that people will see in their feed. You can't be posting the same picture. I mean, you know, so you got to constantly be creating content. And, and so hashtags intentionally, right? Like you put right, yes. a picture of the scouts out and use the right hashtags that was picked up by like the national boy scouts of America. Saying, yes, oh, exactly. Okay. So just learning how to use what, uh, what platforms, if you're, you know, if you're Instagram, yeah, you got to get, get going on with the hashtags. You got to hashtag the, the, the goodness sake out of your, <laughs> your posts. Like, yeah. Um, and get as ma and many um, views and 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 pro church tools will show you that um, how to do that and how to um, 
And then honestly, um, I just ask a lot of people um, if I want to reach, let's say for Instagram, if you want to reach millennials, um, ask them like, okay, if I post this, would that catch your eye? If I wanted to, like, if I'm thinking we, we talk about this and I know approach church tools talks about this too. Like you have an internal messaging that you do. Like, so when you're talking to your church with your vision and mission, you'll use a certain amount of language, like, okay, church, we're, we're here to, you know, um, you know, make disciples of Jesus Christ or whatever it is that churchy language that people in church know what that means discipleship, like when does anyone outside the church ever use that word? No, nobody does. So like you have to have an external message and it has to be like, you know, short, like, you know, Nike, like, you know, just do, just it, do it or, or anything like that. So your external message has to, you know, reach the people outside of your church. So, um, I, I just go and ask some of these, um, millennials that I know, like, Hey, with this, would you, can you get behind this if I said this? And they're like, Oh yeah. Or no, that's, that's awful, you know? <laughs> so, uh, just kind of knowing your audience and asking them if it would, if it would connect with them. And, and that's been, that's always something to keep in mind, especially, I know for a lot of United Methodist churches, I don't know, church plants might not be the same, but you know, you've got, um, the whole gamut, the, uh, the gen, the gen Z people who are into TikTok, the millennials who are on Instagram, the, you know, everyone else who's on Facebook and then the really old people who, who like want a newsletter in the mailbox, you know? <laughs> so you got to reach them all. And, um, so yeah, those were kind of the tools that I've used. That's amazing. I'm so grateful. And, you know, something that I'm seeing now in church planting is folks who are just starting out with a plant, especially during the season of COVID and the uncertainty about the next year or so. Um, their first hire is no longer the kids minister, which was my first hire 10 years ago. It's a social media director, a communications director, which is what you were. And I, I mean, your position is crucial. And having that person to guide and direct and just remind all of the staff, listen, take pictures, help me create content is so important um, this season. But I think it's going to be with us forever. If you don't have a strong social media presence, and a strategy. So I love that you mentioned the calendar that things are scheduled because you don't want to just like Facebook yeah. in particular is going to hurt your analytics if you're just constantly posting stuff and people aren't engaging with it. So, um, so what would be some of like final parting words of wisdom, you know, top two do's or don'ts when it comes to social media for people out there just getting started? Uh, so definitely, um, um, like you said, have a plan. So you don't want to just it's not like your personal account and Facebook or social media or Instagram. You don't just post, oh, look at my, what I'm eating or my, my kitty cat. No, you want to have a plan. So know your message. Um, let that mission drive your message because the, pa the passion in your mission, I mean, if you're, it's just like anyone else's feed. If there's no passion behind it, then nobody's going to look at it. I mean, think about it. Like, like would you, before you post, would you look at that in your feed or would you just scroll on by? So have a plan, know your message and plan out your posts. So you don't want to just post random things just to post. You want to make sure you're, you're intentional about your post. You want to plan your posts out. Like I said, we have a staff. So, you know, we all like, let's say for Facebook, for instance, um, and Instagram, I only have certain people that are the key posters. So even though people might have admin access to 
the Facebook page, they know on the calendar, you can't just post whenever you want. You, you have to submit your post to, to me or someone else. And then it goes out because you don't want to end up in someone's feeds, uh, you know, competing with yourself, you know, like, <laughs> you know, posting all these videos. So you really want to be intentional about your posts um, and post something that you engage with. So that was the first thing is definitely have a plan, get a calendar, train your staff to not just post and don't post. Well, I guess now it's COVID, but a lot of churches will just post everything on Sunday, like all the pictures of everybody that came to church. And so everybody's feeds blowing up on Sunday and not Monday through Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I um, like you guys have started doing your, you have daily prayers, but instead of just the pastor doing it now, other church members are as well because it engages the whole community, gets right. faces out there. When they share it, you're reaching new people. Right. So yeah, you're reaching new people. Um, people are sharing it and it gives, so there's the three, you, know, you got to know who you're talking to. So obviously you're, you're talking to those within your church, but you're also talking to, there's a lot of people that follow us on our Facebook page who aren't members of our church at all. Like, in fact, probably most of the people aren't. So you're talking to that and then you're talking to all the potential likes and shares out there and all the other people that people know. So you got to be thinking about that in mind. Um, The other thing I would definitely say is be authentic. Um, Don't try to be something you're not. If you're not a, a, you know, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church, don't post pictures of the one, you know, a minority in your church and, and you got to be authentic. Um, and otherwise it's going to drive you crazy. There's a lot of gimmicks and just like, you know, social media is that weird animal where it's, it's a really great tool, but, um, if you spend too much time on it, you know, just like, you know, it can, you see what everyone else is doing and it's a show. It can be just a place where you can post things or people post things to look a certain way. Um, and I would just challenge church plants and um, people within the church to be authentic to people have really big BS detectors. You know what I mean? Like when you're posting something that's just kind of fakey or whatever, people know that. So, um, and also as you post the, just the practice of being authentic and posting in social media will, will grow your, your, um, connection to your vision and mission. So it's not like almost like a practice, almost like yoga or something. Like as you post, you will connect more with your vision and mission if you're being authentic. So mm-hmm. those are the big do's that I have is, yeah. you know, the plan and being authentic. And as far as the don'ts, um, don't be afraid to try things. If you post something like we're, you know, we're always obviously for those who use Facebook live, you know, you get people, you know, get a push notification. Oh, look, they're going live. So, you know, if it flops, just delete it. Or if you post something and it has like, you know, five views or something, or even like 75 views or something really small, just kill it. Just take it off your feed, but it just try things and say, oh, that didn't really work out. So don't be afraid to try things. Social media is very forgiving. What's viral today it was forgotten tomorrow. So that's really the only way that we do. We don't know what we're doing necessarily. We just try a lot of things. <laughs> and, um, and like I said before, um, don't try to be someone you're not, uh, you know, 
Social media is a blessing and a curse, a great way to communicate what you're about. Um, but there's also that temptation to play the social media game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, you got to, I mean, you're in it. So you got to kind of know the game. You got to know how to get into people's feeds. You got to know what, um, Mark Zuckerberg thinks is, you know, (laughs) meaningful content. How to get into their feed though, with your true authenticity. Right. Yeah. So you got to know how to play the game, but don't be tempted to be that church down the street that you're not just because, Oh, look, man, they got, you know, 2000 likes on that post and they have all these followers. If, if that's not you, then don't do that. Just do what you do. Um, you're a church plant. You know why you're there. So just let that drive your content. I love it. That's awesome. Very helpful information, Robbie. It's <laughs> great to have an excuse to, to chat again and um, to hear more about the incredible things going on at the Gathering at Scott Memorial and um, the way that you've been able to you know, bridge that divide because now there are like Gen Z through the greatest generation all connected to this faith community and they're finding ways to communicate and, and feel like one faith community and social media yeah, is a big part yes. of that. So um, thank you for you oh, and welcome. what you do and, and your Thank insight. you for having me. That, this has yeah. been fun. You survived, right? This- I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have any questions for Robbie um, or for me related to social media, feel free to email me at rgilmore at umcdiscipleship.com org and I'll be happy to answer as best as I can. And um, stay tuned for our digital church planting training. Amanda, who Robbie referenced, is going to be one of our speakers there talking more about social media. The nuts and she's, bolts she's awesome. Awesome. Amazing. Oh, she's so cool. And she's younger than both of us. Oh, yeah, she <laughs> is. Young and, <laughs> and hip and all like that. But yeah. she definitely has the, the social media kung fu for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you again for your time, Robbie, and for, you know, because this faith community exists, a thousand people are getting groceries every single week, so that's huge. So, blessings on you and your continued ministry in him today. You too. You too. All right. Take care. Field Preachers Podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.